SAFM BTH. It is uh, 20 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Unkosi Lukolo Dalubuhle Mkwekiana, traditional leader of the Royal House of Mkwekiana. So a family in Gala in the Eastern Cape recently hosted a posthumous initiation and homecoming ceremony for the son who died more than 10 years ago. However, uh, this has drawn some mixed reaction on social media as there are those who have applauded the family and some who totally opposed the move as they felt that it was unusual in the Kosa culture to do something like that. After that, we'll be in conversation with Dubao Wonzibo Kalipa, who's a cultural expert around uh, what it is that this family has decided to do. Unkosi Lukolo Talubutle Mkwekiana now joining us on the line. Good afternoon or good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, good evening, sir. Thank you, uh, greetings to you and your listeners. So, how did the family come about the decision to have this posthumous initiation and homecoming ceremony? Um, this came as a dream to me um, a few years ago. I think so around 2009, um, when my brother um, kept on appearing to me in my dreams, saying that the booty, uh, those that I grew up with, uh, they are teasing me. And they I'm not well because they make fun of me because I'm still a boy. Um, so would you please um, do the, the ceremony for me, um, the initiation and the homecoming. Um, that will make me a happy person. And uh, when that happened, then I wasn't sure what it meant um, at first uh, until it came back again. And then I took it to the elders and then the elders said, no, this is not something new. We are familiar with this. Um, so let's go to some traditional health practitioners um, just to confirm. And then I did go to one or two traditional health practitioners. And then they just indicated that there is a cry of my brother, for one of my brothers actually, um, who requested something to me. And if I don't do it, um, some of the boys will go for initiation next. And they will be in danger because he's been asking for this for some time. And um, I then, we then came back and that was a confirmation and then we came back and then he appeared, I think, three times and I kept on delaying this um, a lot. Um, so this year I was planning actually one of the ceremonies within the, the Royal House um, of taking the the Royal Blanket to, to the family Tomo. Then my brother appeared again to say, hey, but, uh, I hope you have not forgotten about me. And uh, he said it twice. Uh, at first, I was driving. It was just a voice. And then the second time, um, I, was, I was at home sleeping. It came as a dream. And then I realized that, hey, I've, I've, I've made a promise. And then this guy has been asking um, for this for some time. Um, so then let me go back to the family. It was from um, my mother's side, uh, from my maternal side. And then I said, okay, there is this. And then they started then having a ceremony we call it Ibunga, um, but it's more a pre-preparation kind of a gathering um, of a family planning then the, 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 the ceremony. Um, so then it was planned, and then we started then with the preparations, meaning uh, buying the clothes for him, all the clothes that one would have um, when he is alive uh, when going through this path, and then including the blankets and everything else. And then a day before um, the ceremony started, meaning on the 4th of October, um, we then went to the graves um, as a family, and then we went to his grave um, with uh, Umuti called Um Afa, and then we spoke to him, and then, and then with the candle and in there as well, burning, talking to him. 
consider the NS come and come um, with us um, to the family so that we can conduct um, the ritual for you, uh, the ceremony for you. And then we took him home as if we were kind of walking with somebody who's alive. Then we got home and then we took him to the main house. And then after that, we then took him to, to the clan, meaning Abu Shandi. And then when we got there, and then we went in paper just to indicate to the elders that he is with us, he is around. And uh, then that was the fourth. And then on the fifth, then the elders, they took him then um, to the clan um, to start with the initiation that was so around four o'clock in the morning. Um, and started with the preparation, started the first um, slaughtering of a, of a sheep. And then the blanket was there, the white and red lines blanket, we call it in our Zendabini. Um, it was there, and then, yeah. Album yeah, yeah. So, so, so there's there's the very physical element to the initiation, um, the initiation process, which is which also includes the this the circumcision. Um, yes, there is the transfer of the knowledge um, that 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 mm-hmm. t- that takes place, um, but the yeah. very important one also is this the circumcision element, and now this person mm-hmm. has passed on. Um, yeah. Traditionally, how do you deal with that particular element? Um, I think I need to remind people that uh, such a thing happens. Remember, we've got uh, boys who are also given birth and uh, they're kind of um, disabled, uh, in the lack of a better word, mm. or else there's kind of some injuries, or some of them, they don't even have uh, the private part, but they are males. Um, so the same thing would happen. Um, so what happened is that then the traditional surgeon was called, and then he came, and then he pretended as if um, he was he was doing the actual. Of course, when you do that, um, you always then have to communicate to say that we're doing this to you now, as from now you must know that you're no longer uh, the the boy the new man. Okay, and and since this ceremony has now taken place, um, has your brother ever come back to you in your dreams? Uh, yes, I think not not long. I think not long. He came back to indicate that I'm now a man. I'm happy. Well, that's what he indicated to say. I'm now a man. Um, yes, and also the feeling as well uh, within me because I felt like what we do it was it was really it was what was needed. Um, I felt that free spiritually and uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, it's a very interesting thing that you've done there. Um, thank you so much for speaking to us. Nkosi Lukolo Dalubuhle Mkhoikana from the traditional leader, uh, traditional leader rather, of the Royal House of Mkhoikana. Listening into the conversation is Bawon Zipo Kalipa, who is a cultural expert. Uh, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. So the Daily Dispatch um, spoke to Dr. Lois Otrevu, who agreed that the posthumous custom of Ulualugo was not new. Is that the case? Well, I am not a cultural expert, but I was born and bred a culture who has uh, made it my responsibility to learn about my culture and my pride of uh, knowing the culture. But I will, you know, and explain what I know and what I understand. It's not necessarily that it's uh, information that is uh, well taught into research. Uh, what is the question? 
Okay. And, and what is it that you know from your knowledge? Well, such things, you know, uh, I won't say they were just, I won't say it was a culture to say, but it were norms uh, adopted by different, you know, and uh, people within the broader, you know, uh, cultural values. Because uh, as cultures, you know, we adapt. We adapt from different types of things that I think, you know, and the families get to uh, expose to. For an example, just to make a simple example is that, uh, re- remember that religion, when it came to us during colonial times, it came at the time that I think uh, most of us, we were trying to grapple about, you know, our identities, trying to align ourselves, you know, and towards certain, you know, and the cultures, and, but some, you know, became just not, as I've said it to you. So I, I won't uh, say it's a culture, but I will say it's a norm of different uh, uh, clans with, within the broader, you know, and the clans yeah. of Kosa people. And, and, and so does it mean that there would be some of those people who do also practice the initiation um, initiation uh, customs? However, though, some of them don't agree with the decision that has been taken by the Royal House of Mkwekiana. Well, it's a case that, you know, I've said it already. Because remember, as I said to you, mm. uh, we have a very cross, broad, broad, you know, and cultural values. So those that, you know, uh, are accustomed to this, they entrenched those, you know, values and the principles that they believe on and those issues that they believe on. And uh, it's not something new. But uh, there is, there is a, a missing link in this whole issue. Because mm. we are not properly, you know, for now, constituted in terms of, you know, and our uh, royal houses as horses. And we do not have people that are focused in ensuring that, you know, and we are consistent in applying our cultural values. And as opposed to, you know, other, you know, a Kosa, you know, who those Kosa's in my view, go beyond us speaking Kosa, but, you know, uh, Angulis, who speak Zulus, who does something differently from how we do things. So I'm saying that, you know, and let's just all agree that uh, until some time that we formalize our formal research to make sure that, you know, we align ourselves with our, you know, and ancestors and how things were happening, you know, and in the centuries ago. And that is, I think, you know, what we must all agree. So now, it would be a fallacy for me to say, this is our culture. This is not our culture. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Bawonzi Pokalipa there. What's your take on uh, what the Royal House of Mkhoikiana has done here? Um, So the son was killed in 2002. He was stabbed to death. And um, over 10 years later, um, they've decided to have the so-called posthumous initiation ceremony and then also have the homecoming ceremony. And as you just heard there, from Unkosi Lukolo Dalubutle Mkhoikiana, that uh, there was a surgeon there as well. And the surgeon pretended to be circumcising um, the person who has passed on 10 years ago. What's your take on it?